Hello, all you beautiful beings. Welcome back to For Whom the Bell Trolls podcast. Ask not, for it trolls for thee. As always, I'm Wolfe, and I'm here with my best friend. Jolly. And we're going to talk about video game movies today. Oh, yes. Ooh, it's going to be spicy. Oh, man, I've been waiting on this one. So, good and bad. Good and bad video game movies. Let's... I want to start this episode by stating the obvious. We all are well aware of the Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo Mario Brothers film. For purposes of brevity and the fact that I'm tired of having the same arguments time and time again, we're just going to forget that one entirely. Yeah. So this is our acknowledgement. We know it exists. It is far and away the worst video game film that ever could be made, even worse than Human Tooth Sonic. Ugh. But we're just gonna let it go for today, okay? We know yeah. it sucks, but we're just gonna we're gonna give other people their time in the limelight. Yeah, just just for our own salvation, we're just gonna forget that it even exists for my own sanity. Oh yeah. So <clears throat> with that being said, let, let's go ahead and jump into a few. I'm gonna throw one out at you. Oh, it's gonna be a spicy it's, meatball. Oh, it's gonna be a pretty good one. We're going to go ahead and just go middle of the pile here. Mortal Kombat. Which one? Oh, we're, we're going to just... Oh, just Mortal movies. Kombat in yeah. general. Okay. Um, oh, that's not a generic... Okay, yeah, no. no. Mainly the Mortal Kombat, I, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I preferred Annihilation to this day as a child. Yeah. Many, many moons ago. Right. I Annihilation was my favorite of the two, mostly because it had the... Uh, I think that was a big part of it—the terrible CG Liu Kang dragon oh, thing God. at the yeah. end. That calling uh, it a dragon seems offensive to real dragons, so yeah. we'll call him a super buff danger noodle if that makes people feel better. Yeah, I don't know who came up with the idea. Hey, we're going to explore beastalities. Like, no, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's not a statement that should ever be made in a boardroom. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, yeah, we're just going to let that one hang there silently like poison. Yeah, next thing you know, that the third movie probably would have been the friendship finish. Um, friendship? Again? <laughs> right. You know, that great stuff. Um, yeah. Well, it's not T-Hawk. He was the Native American fighter from Street Fighter. What was the, was it Nightwolf? Yeah. Is that the one from Mortal Kombat? Yeah, that's the one yeah. from Mortal Kombat. I'm glad to see he was on screen for all of eight seconds. Like, that yeah. was... Totally a worthwhile use of a character. Yeah, it was just like, it seemed like a lot of things, like Annihilation was just, I think with both of the Mortal Kombat movies, they were just so campy and kind of fun, like you got a little bit in there, and it was probably because we were so young when we saw them that we're like, okay, this is my guilty pleasure. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was wonderful, I loved yeah, it. Yeah, and then you go back and you try, I've tried to go back and watch it, because Netflix added them. Oh, I know. I've rewatched yeah. Annihilation, not proudly, nor yeah. ironically. But it's definitely in my vote for best, you know, theme song. Uh, oh, hands down. Oh, like, yeah. Come on, man. Nobody else has a techno theme. Exactly. The next person to do it was Blade, and you saw how big that movie was. Yeah. Don't yeah. you even start with me about oh. Blade. Oh, Blade, man. Because yeah, that that's... is a comic book film and not a video game film, so <laughs> yeah. let's stay on topic. Yeah, we'll stay on topic. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about Blade some other time. Not in this video game podcast, though. No. Uh, so definitely had a, it had a banger of a theme song. Mortal yeah. Kombat did, for sure. It had, uh, what was it, Christopher Lambert was uh, Raiden in the first one. In the first one, yeah. Uh, I can't Who actually else? remember the actor in the second one. 
Oh, I can't. Um, I can't recall either. Yeah, man. I mean, it it was just a little bit of a fun movie. But when you actually know the Lord of Mortal Kombat and you've played Mortal Kombat, you're like, wow, this is this is not something that's meant to be PG. No, not even remotely. Like, and that was still during the time where violent video games are bad for kids. Yeah, that was one of the big games that people talked yeah, about. That was the reason that the argument was being made. Yeah. So, you know, you keep moving along, and uh, let's think about a few other games. Like, what, what was what was a movie that uh, you thought was just terrible that um, was a based on a video in game? General? Oh, based on a video game. Okay, that refines the search hardly <laughs> any. Um, a terrible video game-based movie that I actually watched. Um... Okay, well, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, that sounds it's, terrible. I'm drawing a blank because I yeah. didn't watch Assassin's Creed. Uh, we're not talking about Mario. I loved Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, um, that's definitely... I will always love the Resident Evil films. Yeah. Um, I know they're not good, but I'll always yeah. love them. All <laughs> yeah. of them as a whole. Yeah. Oh, man, there are just so many... Was has. Are we counting like uh, like straight-to-DVD movies oh, yeah, yeah. Like as well kind of, as... Yeah. As well as the animated films, because oh, remember, yeah. like Resident Evil had some CG films oh, yeah, in the yeah. lineup. Like anybody that did a CG film, yeah, also. yeah. Let's let's go ahead. All and right, well then, everything. Blizzard shorts for every Overwatch character ever. Oh wow, you think they're that bad? No, they're actually pretty. Uh, yeah, fantastic. they're actually really good. They're really well like, done. I'm, I'm just being salty. No, um, yeah. God, I really got nothing. Like they're all just bad. I mean, Night of Night of the Dead, uh, House, of, House the of the Dead, was phenomenally bad. Yeah, but I kind of feel like that it one was, was outstandingly bad, and I love it. That uh, is the only movie that I hate so much that I love it. Like yeah. it's so bad, it's good. Well, I, I would argue that it was probably one of the very few. That was actually close to oh, the Oh, yeah, and it was absolutely close. Like, the closest, most faithful adaptation, because that game franchise is just, it's nuts. Yeah, judging by just, like, how well you stuck with the material that was given to you, that's probably oh, the yeah, best one. yeah, that's probably the best one ever made. Like, yeah. how closely you followed. They even had Sega banners, like, oh. in the in the movie. Do you remember yeah. that at the quote-unquote rave scene? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. It was a rave with seven people on a deserted island. It totally looked like an awesome party, and I'm sad I missed it. Oh, yeah. There yeah. was, like, four beer cans and a sleeping bag. Yeah, it was a... Uh... It was something else, but you know that movie just uh, the, all the loops that it did and things oh, like God. that. But it they, stuck so true because I mean that's what House of the Dead was, right? Like, House of the Dead perfect. is just it's a parody on well film and video it games. Absolutely, that time. is like super super heavy handed in its take on zombie action and just that kind of over the top like pulpy kind of action comic like from the early yeah. days. They were really famous then. It's it's not it's not satirical, but it's not. I don't yeah. know. I don't have a good it's argument. It's kind of got for this. that in it's, between kind of there. It's got it a little knows bit of that every... it's making fun of the source material. Oh yeah, because the source material is worthy of being made fun of. Exactly. It's so cheesy and cliche heavy, and it's just you know when you're watching any of these old movies that they're just bad. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, that's what I kind of always liked about House of the Dead, anyways. 
So seeing that in the movie, like, okay, yeah, it's not a great movie as a movie. But when you look at it based on the game, like, it kind of fit. It was kind of fun for someone that's played through it and understands that game to kind of watch. Of course, I mean, it was intended to be bad, but we're not going to get into that. Uh, but, yeah, you want you mentioned Resident Evil. So let's kind of go through that a little bit as well. Oh, man, let me tell you, this is my thesis paper on why Resident Evil is actually a good film. All right, <laughs> are you ready? One, it actually stuck to the camera angles from the original game. If you go back and watch the film, you'll see that no character sees through any doors. The camera doesn't go through any doors. Every doorway to a new area is a complete mystery, entirely predicated on the fact that the loading screens for the original Resident Evil were you opening the doors. Yeah. So he actually took the time, Paul W.S. Anderson, to film it correctly. He used a lot of static shots, like a lot of the high corner camera views, a lot of things like that. It was exceptionally true to the source material. Yeah. That being said, they've got a Wesker and that's about else that's true to the source material. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with him on like adding that character, Alice, because he even said he didn't want to use a main character from the He wanted to just put another character in there, but then he gave us the most Mary sued character of all time to put in the middle of this franchise. Oh yeah. Like Resident Evil always... I wouldn't say always. It developed a hard time with the distinction between reality and fiction over some of the later games. But it was always grounded in reality to begin with. But then the way the film franchise carried out, it was a superhero film. Oh, yeah. Like all of them. They were all superhero movies with zombies in the background. Yeah. Because after like the third movie, nobody was scared of the zombies anymore. Exactly. They're just like this arbitrary in the background that yeah. nobody is paying attention to. Exactly. And it just, oh man. It, but there was still so much fun in those movies. Like you mentioned the third film. That's actually my personal favorite in that franchise was Extinction. Uh, that mainly because I actually really liked the crow scene. The crow scene was good. Yeah. Like that was just really awesome. And for them to bring that in there, it, it didn't feel forced. You no. know what I'm saying? Not like in the next film. Uh, what was it? Afterlife, I think. I the... am going to be completely honest and tell you that I don't recall the names of any <laughs> films that came after the third one <laughs> yeah, I, or I... what actually transpires in what film. Yeah. but in... Because they're all just kind yeah. of this beautiful blend of chaos in my head. Yeah. And then you have that, you know, they felt like they forced things in there from five into that next oh, film. Oh yeah. That was the one that had the, uh, the executioner man genie. And that's when the zombies... Like they skipped the Las Plagas yeah. version of the zombies and went straight to the Mangini. Yeah. So it was the progenitor virus zombies. Like it was a weird tonal shift for yeah. them. Like they skipped over a few games between films. Yeah. But then I guess maybe it's because, hey, Resident Evil 5 is coming out soon or it's already popular when we're filming this. You know, let's write it together. Yeah. And the Mangini from Resident Evil 5, the game, do have a really cool visual appearance. Oh, yeah. That's like the I mean, way that's... they have their little mouth tendrils and everything that open up. Like it's, yeah. it gives you a real visceral, like, ugh, well, whenever you like, see it. Especially like the Executioner. Oh, the Executioner uh, is terrifying. Oh, yeah. Fun fact if you play the Mercenaries on Resident Evil 5, there's a level in a prison that has a red Executioner. I don't want it. He's wearing red instead of black. 
and it makes a glaring flaw in his character design even more apparent because nobody noticed it when he was wearing all black. He's wearing a thong. Oh, wow. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is deep <laughs> lore. I'm trying to tell you guys, I love Resident <laughs> Evil. But no, yeah. you see the pink thong fucking executioner running around trying to kill you in the prison. And after that, cannot take him seriously ever again. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, there are certain just And that's weird... how you get over your fears. Exactly. So, you know, there were some good things and there were some bad games, like just bad ways to do a video game Well, franchise. I mean, do you remember Alone in the Dark, the video game franchise or the film franchise? Oh, yeah, I forgot they even made the film. Because they exist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the game was actually really well liked by its fans. And then they came out with the movie and people were like, what? The, what, what in the this? actual hell am I watching right now? Like, <laughs> yeah. what does this have to do with the source material oh, other yeah. than the title? Yeah. It's like a movie saying it was based on true events. Because yeah. in truth, I was ordering my Starbucks when I thought of the idea for this. Yeah. Inspired. <laughs> right. It was inspired by a yeah. true story. I was inspired by this butterfly to write a World War Three film. Exactly. Yeah. Like, with zombies. Yeah, exactly. But no, man. Like, And I think that's a lot of things is the disconnect. And... I feel like games have developed so much that we need to give, like, you know, we got to give it time. But we need to show them when they do actually attempt to stay true to the source material, Mm -hmm. we need to kind of give it, okay, well, you know what, these guys tried. Because if you just shoot it down entirely, we're going to end up with more video game movies that are just there for a cash grab. Yeah, there were a bunch of them in the early 2000s. Yeah. Like, constantly, you're like, wait, they made a movie out of that? And then you realize, oh, I don't think it was released in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we didn't have a theatrical release stateside. Okay, cool. Yeah, no. And uh, The problem we have, though, with video game films is the same problem that films had. We're just getting to it faster in the video game medium. Like, cinema's been around long enough that people take it seriously. So whenever they write a story, like they write a screenplay for a film they're taking it seriously. Like they can have all the drama and they have the freedom to establish a tone and they can have their color palette set. You know, they're filming it in a certain way under a certain lighting. They can control all of that with video games. We're at the point where we have in video games that have been written by some outstanding writers. Oh yeah. They have made great video game story arcs, but we're not being taken seriously in the gaming space. You understand what I'm saying? Like we're still having that growing pain, even though we're ready for art house style video game based films. Yeah. We're not there yet. Exactly. Like we're not, we're still the little kid on the playground with a snotty nose and a lollipop. Nobody's really taking it seriously. They're like, Oh, video game, video games make how many billions of dollars a year? All right, cool. Instant success. And that's how you get Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, and I will not apologize for that. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, I mean, and then you get into like, we are starting to kind of get that way where there's a little bit more respect, like fans of a franchise are being brought in to mm-hmm. direct these films and actually television shows too. You talked about animated films or animated shows. Uh, look at Castlevania. Like Netflix tried to jump into that. Oh, and God, I love Castlevania. It is, it is actually really good. Like I enjoy it. I do feel like sometimes like it could be the lines, but... Oh, the yeah, voice acting's kind of flat. It's really hard to tell if it's bad writing or bad reading. 
in yeah. certain cases. Yeah, but yeah. But I understand that these people are professionals, and at the end of the day, you can only do your best. Like, yeah. you're just, sometimes you have off days. Well, the, 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 the creator of it also talked about how he did things specifically a certain way to kind of fit the style of the show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and you have another one, which I can't, we can't technically say it's a video game show, but, you know, you have The Witcher. Uh, more based upon the book, but even the actors themselves have drawn inspiration from the video game. Right. So there are things being laid out now where there's a little bit more respect being given because these games can just bring so much. Well, not at all knocking the author of the novels for a second because, you know, he's successfully published books and I have zero. So he wins that one. Exactly. It's just that when the video game had a much, much higher level of success than the original novels did. And it wasn't until people played the games and they're like, oh shit, there's novels based on this. Let me check that out. Yeah. You can't ignore. To me, The Witcher still feels like it's always going to be a video game property, even though it's based off of novels. Yeah. And that's kind of our experience with it. Like, in, I mean, we're from the US. So that's that was our first experience with right. The Witcher was in video game format. But... You know, I think there are some things coming down the line. I mean, they've tried doing uh, little Halo shorts. Listen, man, I was going to try and find up a way to bring in Unto Dawn or forward Unto Dawn. I'm so sorry, Master Chief. <laughs> I was going to yeah. find a way to bring it up, and here we go. Oh, yeah, man. I actually enjoyed it. It was, a short it was little, so good. Yeah, was it was like a three-episode miniseries? It's, a, it's like a miniseries. Yeah, three I've or got four. it on DVD after release, because originally it was a web series. Yeah. Like, they were releasing up until the launch of Halo. Right. But, man, that was damn good. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. And, I mean, they're, they've made an animated film, The Fall of Reach. Yeah, there's been a couple of animated yeah. Halo films. Yeah, though, there were some good ones in there. Uh, there was actually a movie with... Um, Idris Elba as, uh, what was it, uh, Spartan Locke? Um, I can't remember the name of it now. I don't know that I've ever seen that. Well, I kind of feel bad for bringing it up now. I can't remember it. But it, it wasn't too bad. It was based on some of the newer stuff that's come out with Halo. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so Spartan Locke was really introduced with Halo 5. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it was kind of based upon that. And that was a nice attempt as well. Uh, you know, and I know a lot of people, they just want Halo, right? I mean, we almost listen, got it with Avatar. Listen, we got Halo <laughs> yeah. before James Cameron <laughs> scrapped it and made Avatar instead. Instead of interstellar, like super cool alien planet, Master Chief badassery, we got Dances with Wolves in space with Blue Elves. Hey, man, it, it kind of worked, though. I mean, you still had, what, the oh, Pelicans and stuff, right? No, you still had the, the uh, big ship they fly towards the end as a vulture. Yeah. From Halo. They still have the pelicans. You can still see the pelicans. You can still see the hornets, the small ones, like the little yeah. helicopter type setups. Like, it's still there. Yeah. Like, there's a lot left over. But honestly, if somebody put up a deep fake of a picture of a Covenant dropship, like coming out of slip space above them in one of the scenes, I wouldn't have doubted it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it just would have been, oh. I just really wish. Well, you remember that all came up because of all the live action trailers and stuff they were doing for uh, ODST. Like, oh, yeah. That's when it all started, and they were like, "Wow, people really like this. I think we can make a film out of this." Okay, yeah. Uh, actually, you know, since you you brought up a few of the web series, we'll cover that real quick before we uh, have to roll into the break. 
web series. Like, did, there's Mortal been some Kombat? good ones. Oh, yeah, the Mortal Kombat Legacy was it web the series. Legacy? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Like, that was done really well. I think they did a really good job. And that was just, you know, some indie uh, director that got I together and did it. Yeah, I didn't get to see all of them, but I saw a couple of them, and they were pretty fantastic to yeah. be, like, fan films. Oh, yeah, and, like, the ideas they came up with to explain, like, certain characters and stuff, like, kind of giving more of a real-world account as to, like, why they exist the way they do, mm-hmm. like, you know, with, uh, uh, with, with Baca. I think I saw you. the one about Baraka, yeah. and I know I saw Jax a couple of times. I don't remember if I saw an episode about him directly. The uh, Luke, not Luke Kang, uh, Johnny. Uh, Johnny Cage? John, the Johnny Cage episode I thought was actually pretty fantastic. Yeah. Like, that was interesting to me. Yeah, that was a nice little setup. The, uh, I mean, obviously they had to do Scorpion and uh, Sub-Zero. And, like, that was a pretty cool one. Like, it was, like, the origins of Scorpion. And, like, at the end, they kind of hint at, oh, hey, look, you know. Uh-huh. On cheese here. Uh, wink, you know, wink, nudge, wink, nudge. Yeah, you know, you know the truth. Like, here, let's get into that. Sometimes you, know? you wink at the audience. Sometimes you slowly close both eyes in front of them. Exactly. And if you remember, part of a promotion, too, they did a live-action series for Assassin's Creed 2. Uh, you can still watch it on YouTube. It wasn't horrible. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was, it was, was it Assassin's it was, Creed 2, or was it Brotherhood? It was Assassin's Creed 2, because it was Ezio. Well, Ezio was also in Brotherhood. Yeah, yeah, but it was for Assassin's Creed 2. Oh, it was actually pretty that. good. I feel like I should. Oh, yeah, man, it was... Oh. Yeah. Stay in school, kids. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, it's definitely pretty good. But yeah, I'm glad we actually talked about Mortal Kombat Legacy because that's going to bring into what we're going to talk to after the break, and that's what, well, what we want to see in the future. Oh yeah, we've discussed yeah. what exists already, and now we're going to get knuckle deep into what we need to see in the future. Exactly, like what games are going to translate better and everything else. So, with that being said, guys, if you like what we're doing so far, go ahead and hit the like button. Clobber that subscription button. Clobber. And crush. Crush. That notification bell. All right, guys. Also, please, if you want to support us directly, check out our Patreon link that's in the description below. It's also in the description for the episode if you're listening on podcast. And you also have our Teespring store if you want to get something like our nice For Whom the Bell Troll shirt, our Fot Shired. It's actually quite beautiful. Yeah, I'll be, uh, if also you want to check out our Instagram, it's at trolls underscore under underscore bridge. I know it's a little bit confusing. Oh, I'll also put so that many in there. Unders in there. <laughs> exactly. I'll be posting pictures of it, of us actually wearing it. And we also put up some pictures of when we record and things like that. So feel free to check that out. Um, we're going to roll straight into break. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back, everybody. Hello, and welcome back to For Whom the Bell Trolls. This is Jolly. And this is Wolfe. Thank you guys for sticking with us through the break. So once again, we're going to go on to uh, the... We're going to try the trivia again. Ooh, uh, trivia. Yeah, I'm going to do it this time. Oh, um, wait. Uh, there might have been a little something off. Like, nothing against you, buddy. We're still working I on it. I feel personally targeted by oh, that statement. It's fine. It's fine. But we're like, I think I got it this time. Okay. Well, since you can do such a better job than me. Okay, right yeah. So, quiz me, senpai. Yeah, today's trivia is going to be on films. You're going to name the person with the producer credits on it. Shit. 
Yeah, you'll be fine. All right, let's try it. Yeah, I'm okay, ready you ready? Anything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start you off easy. Come on, man. Right? Like, softball me a few of them in here. Don't make me look bad in exactly. front of all it's the only, fans. I'll say it's, all, it's only three questions, and for those of you out there, you can leave a comment and let us know how you did. You know, answer them yourselves if you want to. Whew, all right, I got to get psyched up for this. Okay, right. so <sighs> for the first one, it was something that we mentioned in the first part of the cast. Uh, who was the producer for House of the Dead? Oh, that was Uwe Boll. He directed and produced that one. Okay. Oh, awesome. Okay. Softball. Yeah. Nice. All, All right. right. Keep them coming, buddy. All right, man. So this next one is uh, one we didn't mention in the first part. Kind of feel like we should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blood Rain. Ooh, Blood The first Rain. one. The first one. Oh, shit. Um, I can never remember the woman's name, the lead actress. But didn't that have Ben Kingsley in it? I think so. Yeah, but he was in the producer. The producer. Uh, oh, that was um, it was Uwe Boll. He did that one too. All right. I think he wrote and directed that one also. Okay. All right. And uh, final big question. This one's going to be a tough one. Um, okay. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it out there. It's a dungeon siege tell. In the name of the king. Dungeon siege. The producer. Tale in the name of the king. Oh, uh, the Dungeon Siege with, um, what's his name? Had Jason Statham in it. Jason Statham. Yeah, the guy that looks like a stale salt and vinegar chip. Got it. Yeah. Um, wait a That was Uwe Ball also. Wait a minute. What are you doing here? Well, hey, man. Uh, let's see how. No, no, you no, did. no. Was, uh, we're done. That's a pretty here. good run of the no, trivia. No, trivia is over. Canceled. Hey, I, well, you know. Teach their own. So, Same. guys, go ahead and test yourselves. See how it worked out. If you want to go on IMDb or something like that and make sure that Wolfay got those correctly, yeah, go ahead, feel free, and leave that in the comment. So now we're going to roll into what we really want to talk about in the next portion. Well, I still feel like I played myself, but whatever. The show must go on. Okay. So we were coming back from the break. We were supposed to be talking about video game mil- movies. Sorry, I tried to say films and movies at the same time, and that's not how mouths work. Yeah. Video game film adaptations. Oh, yeah. What do we want to see? Yeah, exactly. What do we want to see? Well, first of all, I'm just going to throw out an obvious one there, because we talked about Legacy before the break. Mm -hmm. I want to see a remake, an actual R-rated remake of Mortal Kombat. Well, buddy, you and I both know that's got to be, like, hard R-rated. Well, yeah. But, I mean, if like, you notice... In C-17 in some territories. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the fear in the past has always been, like, well, we can't do an R-rated film because we can't make money off of it. But right. if you look at it, if it's a strong enough franchise, people are still going to watch it. Look at Logan. Look at Deadpool. Well, the problem with R-rated films, period, especially video game films, is... Uh, sorry, everybody. We seem to have had a technical malfunction in the middle of that recording. I believe what I was trying to say is that the problem with video game films is that you're going to have a hard time when it comes to like movie production companies. They only want to take safe bets. They right. don't like banking on R-rated movies because they know they're going to get a smaller audience. And like I mentioned earlier about Warcraft, a big problem they had was is that you had a video game franchise with a huge fan base. Yes. Now you've got to make a triple A blockbuster Hollywood film out of it. Yeah. Okay. Film producers are not video game developers. They're not video game players in most senses. Yeah. Who cares? Teach their own. 
The problem is, is that they're standing on their checkbooks looking at, okay, well, we have to make this appealing enough to a general audience that will get more than just the fan base. Yeah. And that's why Warcraft ended up so watered down and so many people disliked it. Exactly. And it's the same with any other video game film. The good ones do their best to give an introduction to the characters and the world and things like that. And maybe sequel bait, you know, maybe have a sequel in the future, whatever they do with it. But that's the big distinction is that those two types of media are at odds with each other because even though Warcraft had enough of a fan base that they could have made a billion dollars at the box office, you can't bank on just the fans. You can't, you can't count on every single one of them going to watch the film when the general film audience is so much bigger than any like niche fandom. Yeah. In their opinions. Yeah, I mean, the the biggest thing there is it's just like when you're developing a game, it's not the hardcore gamers that pay your bills. It's exactly. the casuals that pay your bills. And it's the same thing with making films. So what's your next obvious step there is, okay, well then what games are going to actually translate better to where it's not as much work, they're established, and they're pretty much built like a film as it is already. So it does flow in better to where anyone can get into it. Mm-hmm. And, well, I mean, there's... Probably one of the main ones would probably be, you know, the Uncharted series because they made those as summer blockbusters anyways. I think another really obvious choice would be Destiny. Oh, yeah. Because of the, you know, 12 bajillion dollar budget that they had, whatever astronomical amount of money that they used to make that game. It's already kind of set up like the first Destiny. Yeah. Like started at the beginning where you would start as like the whole... The whole quest line from beginning to end of the first game. Yeah. Like, condense some of that stuff down, like, show some highlight reel stuff of action shots in the middle, and then move on. Yeah. Like, to something else cool. Exactly. And, you know, those types of games, because they're designed with that blockbuster style in mind, like that, I mean, despite how you may personally feel, but The Last of Us, you know, was a well-received video game that was done in a film style. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know well, that's that, what that's Naughty Dog that, has been showing that they're good at. Oh yeah, the Naughty Dog, and I like that idea. I think that's something that's, you know, that's a conversation for another day. But you know, game development and kind of using the idea of film mm-hmm. to value, better develop your stories—that's where They've it works. Obviously, been doing their homework because yeah. video games have gotten significantly better even in the last ten years. Exactly. So there are games out there that translate better. I mean, maybe. Even getting into like the indie genre and doing some shorts or doing maybe just get into a TV series. Yeah. So we'll see what goes on with that. Well, I mean, I'm just as interested as you are. Oh, yeah. So. Well, I mean, you got things like uh, there's a there was a rumored Halo miniseries. I think it was on the Showtime Network that they were supposed to start working on. Yeah, there's a last year, I believe. Yeah, I think there was a few things that. uh, there's a few things that are supposedly in the work and a lot of stuff. Like I mentioned that Mortal Kombat film. They've been talking about that for, what, how many years now? Like, Forever. Yeah. And it's just, it's been kind of just pushed off to the side because, you know, you can't get backing for it or we don't have the correct writer and things like that. Um, so there are a few, there, there's a few things that we have to wait for. And as gamers, we have to, we kind of have to support the good ideas Mm-hmm. And kind of accept a little bit of the bad with it. Because I feel like uh, we missed something with Assassin's Creed. 
Well, like I said, I haven't seen the film, but I've heard some pretty pretty spot-on critiques about what exactly they decided to do in the film. Exactly. So staying somewhere close with that same kind of developer there, going into, uh, you know, maybe Prince of Persia or something, which they did do a film, you know, now, you know, there's other franchises in there, maybe The Division, you know, do do another Tom Clancy. Well, film. that's what I had been thinking all along is because Tom Clancy is a proven name in cinema and in video games. Yes. Like his brands are great. If you want easy ideas for video game based movies, you've got Splinter Cell, which I would absolutely die for if Michael Ironside would redo the voice of Sam Fisher. Oh, yeah. Especially with that uh, series being announced. Or yeah. Splinter Cell. You've got Splinter Cell you could do. You could do Rainbow Six as a film, which, honestly, you could probably convince people that that's based off of the book and not the video game franchise, and everyone would love it. Exactly. You've got uh, oh, Ghost Recon. Oh, yeah. Fits right in there. Like yeah. These are all like games based around like military teams. Doing something like that? It's not really that hard to do on film. We've exactly. already seen some great war movies that are yeah. literally just totally made up. Yeah, and then there you have a few, and there's a few, like maybe Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain's kind of got that good mm. kind of, it's not a military game, but it's one, it's one of those like thought, like it puts you through a Heavy thought process. Heavy Rain is already like a suspense thriller yeah. kind of experience. It's it's like a, it's a whodunit more or less. Yeah, exactly. And you, you something, something like that, that was, that was a really good choice. That actually would work really well in, yeah. you know, on the big screen. Exactly. I mean, you don't have to do that much work with it really. I mean, yeah, you do may have to change some dialogue and some of the setup yeah. and stuff. Cause I mean, there's some video game aspects in there. But there are video games out there that translate better, and that may be the way to kind of get Hollywood to accept it, to kind of get people more into the accepting of the idea of having your favorite franchise on the big screen. Maybe we do have to find some of these that are already set up that way. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, there are other there are already video games out there that would fit perfectly. They're just not the ones... Personally, even though I'd like to see it because I'm a fan of what Halo was and I'll always be a fan of Master Chief and to a certain extent, I feel like the boat has passed already on Halo. Yeah. Like that ship has sailed. It's It would not be that big of a film experience. No, and the, the time's <clears> kind of passed on that. But I also don't want to see... I, would, I don't want to see those films that are trying to just cash on, cash in on well, what the I mean, fad is. That's like, what we're trying to avoid anyway. Because, I mean, if you want to do that, next thing you know, there will be a PUBG movie or a Fortnite movie. Well, or, I mean, well with PUBG, I mean, there's not already say a movie. that too loud. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you think about it, like the Battle Royale is designed after that movie. Yeah. Battle Royale. So it kind of was inspired by a film to already do something, mm-hmm. not Fortnite necessarily. But yeah, I mean, yeah, let's not get into those types of things where you're just trying to cash in because then the product just doesn't have that same love to it. So, you know... No, it's blatantly obvious that they're only considering this for a payday. Exactly. Or maybe let's have a little bit of fun. Let's go back and do an 80s-style Bayou Billy film from Nintendo. Oh, no. You know, not a lot of people remember that still, no, but let's go back and have some fun. for a reason... There's a reason that those of us who were experienced in it decided to block it out of our minds as we grew up. Oh, dude, that, in my opinion, it was a very influential game. I'm okay. sure it was, and you were a glutton for punishment. Go ahead. <laughs> pitch me Bayou Billy. Bayou Billy? Go ahead. Give oh, me your best on, pitch. 
Well, think Crocodile Dundee, but without the crocodiles. Okay. Okay. And the the animal stuff. Okay. You know, you're you got this outback kind of guy that's you know taking on the baddies, trying to free somebody. You know, you got some nice driving sections that are already set up for you. You got you know, you got people in military planes. Like it is the like it, it's it's like a nineties action film, you know, late eighties, early nineties action mm-hmm. film already. So, you know, and obviously they couldn't do that on Nintendo, but you know, it maybe going back to some of that smaller stuff that kinda has the basis that allows you to build, doesn't have that huge fan base. It's somewhere well, to go. My critique and the reason I was asking, like if you don't mind, you know, just constructive criticism. Yeah. Um, my only problem with a Bayou Billy film is finding an actor who can jump kick constantly for ninety minutes. Uh, yeah, they, they, that's they all he can do. That, that's all you got to do: jump kick and throw knives. Roundhouse, the movie, the uh, yeah. game. Just bring Chuck Norris back; nobody would care. No, I think he might. <laughs> no, he'll be fine, man. That guy's got plenty of belts. No, that man is legit a terrifyingly experienced martial artist. Mm. I'm just glad that he's. A little old to be coming after me, <laughs> right? Like, haven't been alive long enough to mess you up, Chuck. Leave me alone. Well, yeah. No, I. Uh, so no, what 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 would be something maybe you would look into, like a game that you could think of that would be just perfect, like not too much work done. This would be a successful film. Well, I know that I lean towards I like military horror. I like military action, period. Like, I, that's yeah. kind of the movies I tend to watch when I'm just wanting something to watch and, like, just passively just have a good time with. You can't go wrong with stuff like that. So, like I said, any Tom Clancy video game prom- property sounds promising. We kind of missed the boat on Halo. I'd actually really like to see Destiny. Yeah. Like, I think that Destiny would benefit from being, like, a HBO or somebody like mini series kind of release like Amazon or even on Netflix, like done as a mini series. I think that would be better, but I would still be excited to go watch a two and a half hour blockbuster destiny, like in theaters, like that would be badass. Oh yeah, dude. It'd be awesome. man. just, well, you saw the the trap, the traveler like right there in front of you. Yeah. I personally really enjoyed the uh, live action commercials they made for destiny. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought that was a step in the right direction. I was getting all excited in my little nerd boots over here, like, oh, man, we might actually get one. Yeah, right. Oh, it was man. terrible. You should be glad you couldn't see it. Oh, no. It, oh, man. But I yeah. don't know. I feel like the best bet would be something like uh, Dude Raider or any Tom Clancy thing. Like, there's, there's some kind of blatantly obvious ones out yeah. there for sure. Outlast. How about that? Oh yeah, horror movie, video game property. Oh yeah, that would actually very be. minimalist yeah. horror video game property where you're essentially you can shoot at handy cam. Oh yeah, because that you're looking through your fucking recording camera the entire time. Yeah, like Outlast would be terrifying. Either one of them because both games oh, yeah. were just downright silly with how scary they could be. Oh yeah, dude, they they really got you pretty good there. Um, well, how about for, this is kind of a change from the horror, but how do you feel about a, another attempt? Cause we didn't mention this movie before, but another attempt at final fantasy. I know we had spirits within 
And I know how most people there feel about it. There was another attempt at Final Fantasy. It was called well, King's Glaive. Oh, and yeah. it came out based around 15, and I will not discuss this further. <laughs> well, I'm not about, like, yeah. But no, man. I, I never actually saw it. But something along the lines, well, what did you want to see from a Final Fantasy? Do you want to see, like, a new story with the Final no. Fantasy brand on it? Or do you want to see them actually give us a cinematic version of Final Fantasy 1 or 7 or 10 or, or like or, pick a game that exists already. I mean, if I was going to pick a game, I'd probably go with Tactics. I love you. Oh, uh, yes. Final and, Fantasy know, Tactics, the best Final Fantasy game that you've probably never played. Exactly. That game was just great all in general. But no, I, I think there's just the idea of maybe they can, because I, I think they were afraid before with the Spirits Within. Because mm-hmm. that was a feature-length film, like animated yeah. film. It, well, you know? I mean, they were also pushing a digital actress in that. They were trying to say that yeah. she was going to be the future of cinema, yeah. that we wouldn't hire actors and actresses anymore. Yeah, so I think they were a little... They didn't really add too much that made you feel Final Fantasy. Like, I want the classic Final Fantasy creatures on Yeah, that's on what I'm saying. Like, we, I think the only Final Fantasy tie-ins we got was we got... The title of the film, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Yeah. And then we got a character named Sid. And I'm pretty sure that's all we got that was rooted in Final Fantasy history. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they referred to the the ghost-looking creatures in there as fiends, and that was about as far as they went yeah, with it. Yeah, it was like, interesting. Oh, well, that's... Oh, shit, that is that where the idea for 10 came from? <laughs> Maybe, I don't <gasps> know. Revelations, the podcast. Oh, yeah, no... No, I think I think maybe just kind of giving this that man, like, come on, like, how giddy would you be seeing a trailer where there's a bunch of chocobo knights just like? Oh my riding. god, don't do that to me! I'm so excited, uh, man! Like, that oh, would be I'm gonna so go cool. rewatch all the cinematics for Final Fantasy XIV now, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, <laughs> that to me would just be awesome. And I know that's not like necessarily realistic because there are some franchises you just shouldn't touch. And Final Fantasy might be one of those. I don't know. We saw after uh, Final Fantasy thirteen that apparently not even they care about the franchise. So uh, well, you know, they're they're making some attempts to come back. I'm hey, actually man, pretty excited. Yoshi P for life. That's all I'm saying. Oh, exactly. I love that man. Dude, I'm so excited. That sixteen looks phenomenal. By oh, the way, it's gonna be spicy. Oh, it's gonna be so good. So yeah, we're getting a little long in the tooth here, aren't we? Gotta yeah. stop our rambling ways, I suppose. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but. With that being said, guys, hey, you probably have some ideas yourself, right? Go ahead and leave that stuff in the comments for us. I can't wait to see the list of movies in the comments that we missed, like Double Dragon. Oh, God, yeah. Mm, yeah, I mean, there's... Think I remembered, did you? Oh, yeah, man, there are just so many out there. So, yeah, go ahead and tell us what your favorite is, what your what the worst is, and, hey, man, let us know what game you want it to be. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. I, I need as much fan feedback as possible, and... I'm hungry for your comments. Yeah, and please don't spam among us in there, please, God. Uh, but Why did you even have to say that? <laughs> Look at you. I want to defeat the flames. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, go ahead. Give us a review. Uh, let us know how we're doing, guys. Just go ahead and leave us a comment. We'll be more than happy. Maybe we'll be able to fill in that awesome trivia section with y'all's comments. Yeah, it definitely needs help. All right. So, with that being said... This is For Whom the Bell Trolls podcast with Jolly. And I'm Wolfe. And remember, 
it trolls for thee. Good night, everybody. <laughs>